My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today I've brought back the Regis to my Kathy Lee, Rick Mulready. Hello, how are you doing? I am so glad to be back here. It's been a while. It's been too long. It's been too long. It's been too long. Thank you for having me back on. Of course. We have some great stuff to talk about. So I'll just tell you guys right from the get-go, we are going to be talking about three Facebook ad strategies that you can use to pre-launch your digital course or really any promotion that you want to put out there. The pre-launch is what you do before you actually get into the real launch. We'll talk about what a pre-launch is, what it looks like, and the Facebook ad strategies that you can use. But before we even get there, Rick, tell me what you've been up to. What's been going on? I mean, okay, first of all, how old is your baby girl now? <laughs> That's what I've been up to. Right? <laughs> she, at the time recording, we are recording this, she's six and a half months old. Oh my gosh. And she's you can believe that. so big. She's precious. She, she is. She's in the 90 percentiles for both, both height and weight. We just had her appointment the other day. Now, as a new parent, is this something that you'd love to say, like our new parents, because, you know, I've never had a baby of my own. Is this something when they tell you 90%, you're like very proud not necessarily. Okay, so what does I'm that not even like, mean? Look at my girl. <laughs> it just, it just like that. She's long. Like she's uh, okay. like she's in like the top one percent for length. Okay, she's twenty eight and a half inches long as a six and a half month old. This she's could cute. mean that she could be very tall. Yeah, she could be tall. Okay, yeah. which I, I love. Mean, Amy's tall. I mean, she's five seven. That's I want to say, tall, which is you know, no. Whatever. I mean, I don't you know, know what you're talking about. That's not all right. Tall. It's not very tall. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's doing awesome. She's doing so well. She's just about, I think she's a few weeks out from crawling. Whoa, you can believe that? That's exciting. She'll get, she'll, she'll get up on like all fours and then just kind of like collapse down to her shoulder. I heard it's like a whole <laughs> it's new cute. world once they start crawling. It is. Yeah, it, get ready. <laughs> it's a whole new adjustment. So right? you've adjusted to fatherhood. I would I would say I'm adjusting still. I think I mean, you I've never really adjust. I don't it's know true. if it ever becomes easy. What do you think? I'm going to ask you a quick question, then we'll get right to yeah. our our topic of the day. But what do you think has been the most pleasantly surprising thing about having a brand new baby as you build an online business? And what do you think has been the most difficult thing? Mm, good question. The most pleasantly surprising thing I mean, I just love the little moments with her. Yeah. Like I, uh, so I'm up early. She's up early. Bef- before Amy, even my wife, even gets gets up, we go for a walk. 
and it's just like in the neighborhood. I mean, it's nothing like just like literally 15 minutes, but just that few minutes where it's super quiet and she's just like looking around. She's very inquisitive. She's like, you know, she's taking everything in, which is fascinating for me to watch how she processes the world. Yeah. And so it's just like the little things like that, that I just really look forward to just going for a little walk. I bring my coffee and we're just going for a little walk. So fun. So that's been amazing. Um, most difficult thing. I mean, frankly, it's being away from her, oh. you know, and that's been, that's been a challenge. Um, but I, I will say this, one of the things that I was very concerned about back when Amy was pregnant was how the heck am I going to do all this, right? How am I going to be, you know, I have a kid coming, kid on the way, I'm running a business. How am I going to do all this stuff? And I talked to uh, friends of ours who, you know, um, that we all know who are dads and I asked them. And they were like, dude, you're going to be so productive because your time is now limited. And I would say for me, it has become more limited. But at the same time, I'm still kind of acting in the same way that I was, meaning like I'm giving myself a lot of time to to complete things. And I think I can be a lot better with that. I think I can be even more efficient in what I'm doing. And that's a constant you know, work in progress for me. Now, do you have a home office? Do you work at home or do you go into an office? I go into an office. I rented a space. Okay, gotcha. So that I, probably is helpful, right? Yeah, I had to do that because <laughs> I remember one afternoon I was trying to get something done and she was in like a little bouncy chair next to me. Yeah. And, and I was like, type, I forget what I was doing, but I was on, on the laptop and she's just like looking up at me with a big smile <laughs> and like, I can't get any work like, done. I, just, I can't do that. I can't even yeah. do that with my dog looking at me. Exactly. I just cuddle with them the whole time. So imagine a little human next to me. So exactly. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'd have to get out of the house. Yeah. Well, how I feel you, how like are you doing? I'm doing good. And I feel like you've navigated your way through this fatherhood. You've made the transition from a single guy. And then mm -hmm. I, I've known Rick when he was single. Well, not married. I've known Rick when he was not married. Yeah. And then yeah. when he was married and now with the baby. And I feel like you're taking it all in stride. So just well, kudos to that. you. Yeah, I really think, good. I think that I'm looking at the business. You know, someone said to me recently, like you become multidimensional. And I was like, what do you mean? And they, they were saying like, exactly what you just said. Like you went from a single, you know, single guy to in a relationship to being married to now having it like you, you've evolved as a person. You're very multidimensional now and you have different roles. And I, I've thought about that. I was like, that's really interesting because I feel like the business has done the same thing where it's be, that it's evolved as well, where I'm talking a lot about. And yes, of course, I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram ads, but I'm talking about how they're just one piece of the puzzle that when you get Facebook and Instagram ads going for your business, there's, whole, there's a whole bunch of other things that, that your business needs in order to continue to grow and scale so that you can have a big, big impact. You know, things like positioning and, and um, becoming the actual CEO of your business. How do you stop doing all the things, like all that stuff? So I feel like the business has evolved as I have evolved. Yes. And, and that's definitely something that I've even seen throughout my own journey is I become a different person over the years. I feel like I'm yeah. fully different than when I started 10 years ago and the business evolves with me. So for those of you who are just getting started, I always say the way your business looks today will look dramatically different in just a few years from now as you evolve and you change and you get clarity and all that good stuff. So I love just seeing how everybody's businesses change over the years and it happens to us all. So just be patient yeah. and allow yourself to make some mistakes and experiment and do different things because none of it is permanent. That is for sure. And that's a really good thing. So yeah, can we talk about that for one second? Yeah, because what I see a lot of is 
they think people think that that like whatever decision they're making in their business or about their business or who they're serving in their business, that it's like a life sentence, if you will. Like I can, I'm all, I'm making this decision and I'm only going to be doing this in my business or serving this, this, this audience. Right. And when they think like, they're like, Oh, I'm not really sure it paralyzes them. And then they don't move forward. But if you think about it from the perspective of like you just said is like, look, like business is like, it shifts, things change and it's okay. Like it's a natural evolution. And I yes. think we, when you can remember that, it sort of takes the pressure off and allows you to keep moving forward. It's so true. It's so true. You're, you're allowed to change your mind and change things up and move in a different direction. I mean, heck, I was only known for Facebook marketing for so, so, so many years. And then now people do know, do not think of me when they think of Facebook marketing. They think of course creation and webinars and list building. Mm -hmm. So yep. you can always make that transition for sure. Totally. Okay. So glad we had this little chat. We always we always have our little chat, just like uh, Regis and Kathy Lee in the very beginning. If we're on camera, we'd be drinking our coffee and chatting about the day. Exactly. So, okay, so let's get to it. We're going to talk about three different strategies for using Facebook ads in a pre-launch. And then, of course, Rick always comes to the table prepared. So he's like, I also have a bonus one, Amy. So I can't <laughs> wait to hear about the bonus one as well. And with that, I first want to just lay lay it out in terms of what is pre-launch. And Rick, I'm going to explain what it is to me, but then yeah. you talk to me about what it is to you as well. Because actually, some marketers have different interpretations of this. Totally. So when I talk about a pre-launch, I specifically am talking about the 60 to 90 days before I start to fill up my webinars that will eventually sell my course. So if I'm going to fill up my webinars starting, let's say, September 5th, then the uh, 60 days before that, I'm in pre-launch. And when I'm in pre-launch, what that means for me is typically I am doing Facebook Lives on my Facebook page every single week around the topic or the topics are often aligned with whatever it is I plan to sell. So if I'm going to sell Digital Course Academy on September 12th, which is when the doors open for enrollment, so everybody can know that now. If I'm going to sell Digital Course Academy on September 12th, then my pre-launch is all about course creation and list building and webinars and all that stuff that's inside Digital Course Academy. Or even before that, the mindset around how to get ready to create a digital course in your business and how to get past those roadblocks that you might be thinking you're not good enough or you're not ready. And there's a lot of mindset stuff that I could teach about beforehand as well. And in a pre-launch, I typically meet them where they're at and I encourage them to move forward in the direction of creating a digital course. So you're educating, you're inspiring. Typically, the vehicle I use is Facebook Lives. And then I do the Facebook Live and then I turn it into a Facebook ad and I run a lot of traffic to it and I um, retarget a lot of that traffic when I open up my webinar registration. So specifically, that's what it looks like for me. And we'll talk about some of those elements with Rick and get into more detail. But Rick, what would you add to that in terms of a pre-launch strategy? I mean, I, I would say the only thing I would add to that is that you can when you're creating that content in the pre-launch, you know, lead up to the to the launch, you're using the content to kind of overcome objections as well. So what kind of objections are do you think that your audience might have about the offer that you're going to make, you know, to them? Like, oh, um, I've never done this before. Or 
um, you know, I'm the only one with this problem or something like that, stuff like that. And you can use the content and your example there, I mean, I mean, you're, you're doing Facebook lives, which I love. You can put, you know, do content, do Facebook live content around those objections. So this would be like brainstorming, like, all right, what are some of the objections that people are going to have? Or if you've done a launch before and you've heard the objections, you can just go back and look at those objections and say, all right, how can I incorporate overcoming those objections in some of the content that I'm doing? Yes, I love that. That's actually even more important than everything else I said. The The goal here is to think of all those objections and what are they thinking and feeling, and then you're addressing them. You're, you're hitting them head on during a lot of that pre-launch. And one of the great things when you pre-launch is when you open the doors to, let's say, a webinar, let's say you're going to do it the, the way I do it. When you open the doors to the webinar, your goal is that you've already had some really big conversations with them. You're not convincing them that they need to do whatever it is you're teaching. They're already there because the pre-launch material got them there. So I want you to think, where do I want them to be in terms of what are they thinking? What are they feeling the minute they get on my webinar? So if I want them thinking a certain way, then what do I need to do? in the pre-launch to get them there. So kind of future pace yourself as well. There's so much magic that can happen in a pre-launch. And that's why I wanted to bring Rick on here because not only can we talk about the strategy in general, but he can add another layer to it with the Facebook ads. And so let's get into it, Rick. Like, Give us a first strategy you can do in a pre-launch. I mean, I would say the first one is what you just talked about from, you know, video and okay. using video to create content, to add value, to overcome those objections. And again, I'm not talking necessarily about hiring a production crew, you know, because people think video or people think video like, oh, I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to, I don't have the budget to do this. Grab your phone, <laughs> start creating, you know, start creating video. Or just like you're talking about, Amy, this could be right in front of your laptop or on, on, your, on your webcam and start yes. doing Facebook Lives. Just do some videos um, I like, you know, t- you know, maybe keep on, keep them on the shorter side, but as you're adding value, think about what is your, you know, what is your point of view on whatever topic that you're, that you're talking about? Does it go, is it even better if it goes against like kind of conventional wisdom, like what someone else is talking about or what is generally talked about, whatever, whatever niche that you're in is your point of view unique to you and you positioning yourself that way in those videos while overcoming those objections. So you can do if you're doing, you know, 60 days worth of content. I mean, that's a lot of videos that you can that you can be doing. And the idea there is to build those audiences like like you just mentioned, Amy, where you're building audiences of people who are engaging with those videos, meaning you can go into Facebook under the audiences section and you can create engagement audiences of people based on how long they're watching the video. So for example, I want to build an audience of people who are watching 25% of the video or 50% of the video or 95% of the video and what have you. And, you know, if we're getting technical for a second, as far as like the actually how this, how the setup goes of the ads, I would do an objective, um, objective of video views and then optimize for what Facebook calls through play. This is actually the default setting in ads manager, but basically what the way that the way that Facebook describes through play is it allows advertisers to optimize and pay only for um, the videos that are watched to either completion or at least 15 seconds. So if you have a 60 second video, you're only paying when somebody watches at least 15 seconds of the video. And this is called through play. Mm. So we're getting a little technical here. I like, like it. 
objective video views because we're we're telling Facebook, hey, we want to we want people to watch this video basically, and then you optimize for this what this option is called through play, and it's for at least fifteen seconds. So this is something I did last year, two thousand eighteen, yeah, middle of two thousand eighteen, when I launched. At the time, I had my ad manager program. This is the exact strategy that we did. We did three videos, I want to say, and they were they were on the short. I mean, they're not they weren't like sixty seconds, but they were like three to four minutes. And I picked a theme for each one of the. Um, the videos, I actually don't remember what the theme, what the themes were for each one, but they were talking about how people are looking at their ads business, in my opinion, in the, in the incorrect way. So I was presenting a new option for them to wait the way to think, a way to think about it. And so watch the video, I was building these engagement audiences and then I was retargeting those engaged people when, you know, we did the, uh, when we did a launch and it worked really, really well. So you had mentioned that the videos you did around thinking about um, running ads in different ways. Did you mm-hmm. say those videos were like sh- just a few minutes long? Yeah, exactly. How do you do that? I really struggle with like videos that are less than five minutes. I feel like I can't even get anything out. Like, do you have a secret for that? I, I'm amazed. No, I mean, there's no, I mean, no real secret. Um, you How know, do I you taught- do that? I taught this, I actually taught this strategy to one of my uh, mastermind students, Accelerator Mastermind, and she did like 60 second videos. And they were just like really, obviously really quick hits of, you know, that she picked one point and, you know, made it her own. Like, you know, this is her point of view on whatever topic it was. And she, you know, she flipped it against what the traditional thought process was around this. I don't remember what, what she was talking about specifically, but she created a series of like just 60 second videos and then created engagement audiences. And that worked really, really well for her. So and good. This is just a matter of like getting to the point, right? As yeah. quickly, as quickly as we can. And it is an art. Right? I, okay. <laughs> so thank you for saying so. I, I'm the same way as you. I'm, I like, I'm long winded. <laughs> man, you really have to think about it before you go live or, well, that was the, my other question. So you're suggesting that these are pre-recorded, like you don't even have to do a Facebook live first. I would say either, either one, whatever that, whatever you're more comfortable with doing, as long as it's video. Okay. Right? So again, this could be Facebook live for sure, because there's, you know, you sit down and go or grab your phone and start recording. Okay. Right. And when we think about video, you know, I know you talk about talk about this a lot, but, you know, some of the the best videos that have performed the best for me is like me literally headphones in connected to my phone, walking down the sidewalk, coffee in hand, and I'm speaking to the phone, speaking to the camera. And so when we think about that, like, all right, number two things, lighting is the lighting. OK, so if you're outside, for example, you're going to have good lighting If you're inside. You know, I know you talk about the ring light a lot grab a simple ring light or something like that. And then just make sure the sound is okay. You know, I use earbuds, like whatever, just make sure that people can hear you. Got it. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. All right. So first of all, you're saying uh, video ads definitely work for a good pre-launch. And I will tell you, I had this experience when I was promoting Tribe uh, which is Stu McLaren's program. Mm-hmm. And I watched him and I got to talk to him firsthand about this. And then I did a little bit with him in terms of ad videos and the off the cuff, sillier they were, the yep. better they produced. Now are the better with results I got. But here's what's weird. 
I am not overly silly on video. So if you know me personally and you come to my house and have a glass of wine, I laugh and have a lot of fun and I'm silly in that environment. But you put me on video and I'm not cracking jokes or being like over the top silly where Stu is all the time. Like he's jumping in the pool in his clothes Mm -hmm. and doing crazy (laughs) things and getting his kids involved, which is adorable. So his ads were crazy funny the whole time. And he said those were the ads that just killed it. The serious ads he did hardly even worked for him. So he did more of what's working. So one, paying really close attention to more of what's working. But even for me, where I'm not naturally silly on video, I did some more off-the-cuff sillier ones with him, and they produce better. Chloe's like, I hate to tell you, Amy, but the one where Stu is literally being a crazy person in your own ad is producing way better than your serious ones. And I'm like, dang it. In your backyard, right? In my backyard, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I there's know something did, about that. Yeah, he did that video, I think it was last year, where he was like backflipping into... Yes. He was on a trip with his with his family and he was backflipping into the pool or forward flipping into the pool. And then he like comes up on the side and he's like, oh, hey, or something like that. Oh my God, that. I could never. That, I yeah. could never do that. And then it, and I remember him saying, he's like, yeah, that one performed the best. And it was just like this stupid little video but it catches people attention. It's an, it's a pattern interrupt that there, you know, it, it looks like the type of video that you would see, for example, in Instagram stories. Yes. And people like it. People dig it. So just something to think about, guys. I'm not even naturally silly on videos, but I think the more casual I get and off the cuff and less scripted, the better. So if you don't like super polished, if you don't like scripted, you're in luck, my friend, because what's even wor- better. Yeah. What's working right now are the less professional polished scripted videos in Facebook ads. So something to think about. But the, this whole idea of uh, retargeting all those video views when I do open webinar registration is incredibly powerful for us. And it's something that we bank on. Like we plan the reason we're pre-launching with Facebook advertising and Instagram ads is because of that. I guess with Instagram ads, you can't retarget yet though. Well, you're building engagement audiences. Yes. So that's yeah, important. And, and you can build those, those Instagram um, engagers, meaning people engaging with your business profile. So yeah, you can build those audiences. Perfect. The other thing just to kind of add to this, Amy, is that, and, and one of my students, Brandy Miles, does this really, really well, is she uses the videos in addition to building engagement audiences, she's also using videos to uh, test target audiences. So if she's going to be targeting, you know, different interests, she's using the videos before she gets into the webinar ads to test out which audiences are interacting and engaging with uh, her videos the the most. And so she'll like narrow down the target audiences that way so that when she gets to the webinar ads, she's already has a good idea. She already has a good idea of which audiences are performing really well which I think is super smart. So smart. I love that. I want to, before we move on to our second strategy for pre-launch, I want to mention that this episode is officially sponsored by Rick's Program Foundations, which is a getting started with Facebook ads and Instagram ads program. And it's really good. So Rick, I want you to talk about it really briefly. But one thing I'll say is a lot of my students are on tight budgets and they cannot Mm -hmm. at this point afford to hire somebody to 
run all their ads during their first launches. Totally. And so a lot of my students are doing the ads themselves. And I just interviewed one of the gals that she's going to be on a, an episode coming up in a few weeks where she ran all her own ads inside of her launch and it was a six figure launch. So she, and she learned from you, Rick. She actually gave you a shout out in the interview. Oh, her name is nice. Jamie Sears. And she said, yeah, I learned from Rick how to get started with Facebook ads. So yeah. talk to me about foundations because this is a perfect fit for my audience that's just getting started with ads. Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you bring that up as far as doing your own ads when you're first getting started, not just because I teach it, right? But like what I hear from people is so so many times that I people come to me and they're like, yeah, I, I hired an ads manager and you know I lost out on eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars for the past several months because I had no idea what I was doing. I couldn't have a conversation with them because we weren't speaking the same language. I, I like to say, make yourself, you know, at least make yourself dangerous, meaning have a basic <laughs> understanding of your ads before you go hiring them out. Once you have that understanding, nine times out of 10, what happens is, and I don't know if this was Jamie's case, where it's like, all right, I'm going to teach myself how to do this. And then they kind of like, oh, I kind of like this. I kind of enjoy this. So yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it some more. I mean, there's, I have countless people that, um, that, that that's happened to. Um, I actually want to offer your audience a free training on this. Oh, cool. And yeah, this so this is a free webinar training. They can go and schedule any time that works best for them. It's how to create a winning Facebook and Instagram ads campaign without the overwhelm, without wanting to pull your hair out and um, without breaking the bank. And the whole the whole concept of that actually came from your audience, Amy, where um, I was talking to a bunch of them in one of your groups. And they kept saying like, I just want, I'm so overwhelmed when it comes to ads and getting started with ads. And I just, it makes me want to pull my hair out. And so that's really what this free training and the foundations program is all about is like, look, let's teach you how to uh, create ad campaigns, both Facebook and Instagram ads that are going to work, you know, and get some ads that are going, meaning, all right, let's, let's get some traction going here. Let's start getting some leads or start getting some sales and then you can build on that. So it's the foundation of how to create campaigns that actually convert for you. Okay, really good. So you guys go to amyporterfield.com forward slash foundations to grab your spot in that free masterclass. amyporterfield.com forward slash foundations. You definitely do not want to miss this. And it will allow you to save so much money if on your first launch, you're running your own ads and you at least know what's going on. Or if you do want to hire someone, like Rick said, at least you know enough to be dangerous. So good stuff. Okay, so Rick, let's move on to our second pre-launch ad strategy. What do you got? This is going to be a very basic one, but the basics are what works. Right? Yes, it's true. And this this is, is how I run my business with the basics. Exactly. And and you and I are talking before we hit record here. And one challenge that we see is people are looking for like that secret little thing like, ooh, what's the, what's the thing that no one else is doing? Well, it's not always that. Most of the time, 99% of the time, it's the basics and getting the basics down and getting them to work for you, that is what's going to move the needle for you. And so this second strategy is simply use ads to build your email list to attract your ideal audience for this specific launch. And so create a lead magnet that aligns with the launch that you're about to do so that you can run your ads to a target audience and start attracting those people that you want to be attracting for, for the launch. And so you know, what is it? So the lead magnet, again, keep it quick, meaning give them a quick win. 
but also obviously you want to add value. So this is about, wow, look at what this person just, just provided me. And now, and you, when you're following up with them, a few emails leading up to the webinar launch, for example, you've already built that rapport. You've already built that trust. You've already built that value for your target audience. They're like, yes, now I want this free training that you have coming, that you have coming up. Okay. So this is a big deal. And here's where pre-launching becomes really important, getting out in front of it ahead of time. So I always tell my students, if you could do 90 days of a pre-launch, that's incredible. I typically can't even get ahead of it that much either. But I just want to point out that if you could do a an intentional 90-day pre-launch, you are golden. But let's just say you can't do 90 days, so you do 60, which is typically what I do. 60 days of pre-launching, that means for 60 days before you start getting people into your webinar, you are building your email list. And building your email list is literally one of the most important success factors for a successful launch. And many of my students will get to the launch part and they'll say, okay, it's day one, I'm going to start filling up my webinar. But they have not focused on list building. And now they have a small list, even if it's, let's say, a thousand people, but they haven't really nurtured it. So they are filling up their webinar to crickets, like no one's paying attention. So if you want to take that stress away, you create a freebie, a lead magnet, a guide, a whatever it might be, a cheat sheet, something that is fully aligned with what you plan to sell on your webinar. And at least 60 days before, this is the important part that Rick and I wanted to share with you. It's the timing of the strategy. Before you open the doors to your webinar, you are putting out that freebie and using ads, whether it be video ads, static image ads, carousel ads, Instagram ads, whatever you're doing, or all of the above to get people to sign up for your lead magnet, even before you open doors to your webinar registration. Does that make sense, Rick? Absolutely. And I just want to add to that from a targeting perspective, if you already have uh, an, an email list, and it's, let's just say it's at least a 1000 people on your email list, create a lookalike audience of that email list to target your ad to. Now, just to kind of quick, quickly recap what a lookalike audience is, is, all right, I have my custom audience in Facebook of my email list, so let's just say a 1000 people. Now I'm saying, Facebook, go find me more people on Facebook who are similar with similar attributes as the people who are already on my email list and target that audience to for your for your lead magnet. So you're you're attracting more people that are similar to the people on your email list. That makes sense? So good. Yes. That part is very important. Even with the small email list, you can still uh, create those lookalike audiences. And I highly encourage you to do so. And then here's another thing. If you create this free lead magnet before the webinar registration opens up, I want you on Facebook lives during your pre-launch. I want that to be your call to action. Even if you just do one, I've done this for many years. So you'll see me during the pre-launch of Digital Course Academy do weekly Facebook lives on my page. And most often, the call to action is if you like this and you want to dive in even more, I've got a free course creation starter kit. Go to this URL, go grab it. You're good to go. So I'm constantly using it as a call to action after I do my Facebook lives where I teach something aligned with what I'll eventually sell. I'll mention it on Instagram stories. I'll get interviewed on people's podcast. It will be the freebie. If they give me permission to mention a freebie, I'll mention that. So I use it in tons of different ways, including Facebook ads, but it can be a part of your overall big picture strategy. 
if you're doing the Facebook lives like that, just like you mentioned before, I mean, is like turn those into ads because you're still driving to the, you're still, you're still building those audiences of, of uh, people who are engaging and you have your call to action to the lead magnet. Yes. So true. Love that. Okay. So that's strategy number two. Give me strategy number three for pre-launching. One thing that has worked really, really well for me is doing a pop-up Facebook group. Oh, okay. Meaning, Tell me more. So if let's just say it's six, you're, you're 60 days out from your, your webinar launch. Well, I don't know that I would do it 60 days out, maybe 30 days out. You have a, you create a Facebook group that is going to be open leading up to the launch. And I, I like to keep it open during the launch as well. But you're using this Facebook group to create engagement, build an audience again to attract your ideal people in the Facebook group. And you're building a, like, you're building a little community there for, for, of your target audience for your launch. And you can run ads to this in, in you know, a few different ways. So when I've done this in the past, so I was talking about that um, video strategy that I did last year where the call to action on those videos was actually to go to the to the uh, Facebook group. And so I let, you know, I told people to, at the end of the video, go to the Facebook group. I forget the exact language as far as what they were going to get, but I told them to, you know, we're building a community, you know, pop-up community here and we're talking about X, Y, and Z. And um, it works really, really well. The other thing that you can do is for your lead magnet, for example, once somebody opts in, on the thank you page, invite them to the Facebook group. And so I like that because not only are, are you getting their email address, but now you're also inviting them to the Facebook pop-up group. And then in the group there, you can do your Facebook lives. You can do, you know, whatever you want to be adding value. You can, be, it's all about building community and engagement. And what I've found is when those groups are, you know, around for just a short period of time, people tend to be really, really engaged. And what happens in those groups too is when you have the group open during the launch as well, people start talking about the program and how amazing it is. Um, it's cool when you get former students in there as well because they're talking about it. And so you're used, I don't want to mean, mean this in a negative way, but they're selling it for you, yes. right? So whether it's the webinar, whether it's the program, whether it's whatever it is that you're selling, like they're doing the selling for you because they're talking about the amazing experience that you've had. From the ad side, like I said, we we drove people from those videos directly to the Facebook group. And this was something that I checked with Facebook. This is again, this was a almost a year ago. But I checked with Facebook, uh, and I don't have any ins at Facebook, meaning like, you know, <laughs> nothing nothing I don't have a I don't have a secret line to Zuckerberg or anything like that. Dang it. I just I know, I wish I did. Um, but I just asked them, I just went on their chat support and I was like, hey, I want to run an ad directly to my Facebook group. And I just see, do you see any problems here? Because it's sort of in the past, like you used to be able to do it, then you not, then you weren't able to do it. Then, <laughs> then there, it was okay. I didn't have any problems. Okay. Um, you know, with this and, um, you know, I've heard other people say, well, I tried this and it didn't work. I would try it to send people directly to the Facebook group. And it works really, really well for us because of the engagement that we we're able to build inside of the Facebook group. Now, what would you say in an ad to get people to join a pop-up group during a pre-launch? Like, what's the ad about? Yeah, it's about the benefit. It's about, you know, what are you going to be doing, you know, in that, in that group? But, you, you know, I would, I would like, you're, you're teaching in there a couple times a week. Like you mentioned doing a Facebook Live, 
maybe on your page, I would also be doing, you know, regular content in in the group there. The the key thing that you have to be careful of, and you know, I, I have a lot of students that fall into this, and I know that you and I talk about this a lot too, is giving, and I don't mean this to sound shady, but you don't want to give too much away, right? You don't want to be like the instant Q&A for every, everybody such that when your webinar and your and your program is open, like they don't need it because you've answered all their, all their questions leading up to it. I'm not saying don't do q and I'm just saying, you know, like don't answer everything so that there's nothing left for them for the, between the webinar and, um, and the program. Yes. But the call to action, what you're talking about is basically what they're going to get in in the uh, in the group. Okay, good. And that's really good. And I have done many launch pop ups, I highly recommend them. One of my favorites is the one we do for B school. And this last year, I did uh, every day during the week for a full month, I was live in the group during doing quick Facebook lives, whether I answer a question or um, shared something or had some one of my team members jump in there with me. Hobie did one with me, but I thought I would hate it because going live is sometimes stressful for me. It's just videos, a lot of work for me and mentally, my audience knows that. However, because I got into the habit of doing it every day, I thoroughly enjoyed it and was really easy for me. So doing more lives in Facebook groups is a great way to get comfortable with your audience. They get to know you, like you, trust you. And then the fact that I was doing so many lives, that was a great thing to put in an ad. That was one of the benefits that I was going to be live every day. So highly recommend it. I love the idea of running ads to the Facebook group, talking about the benefits, maybe even doing a video ad, telling them what they can expect is a great idea. Okay. Can I add two things? Yeah. So um, you mentioned B-School there, and it just reminded me that I was talking to uh, somebody on Marie's team, I don't know, a couple months ago, just about their, their, their re- the recent B-School launch, and it was a successful launch. And I said, you know, what do you think, what was one thing that, that you would attribute to the success of the launch? And they said, we just list built all year long, like just yeah. continuing to grow our list. And it's like, again, you know, this is not rocket science here. This is not like some secret strategy that people are doing. It's just the basics. Those that are willing to do the basics and stick with them, like be patient. That is a huge piece of this. So I love that. We're talking Marie Forleo, millions and millions of dollars worth of revenue with her digital courses. And Mm -hmm. her secret to success that she told you was, oh, we just continue to list build. I mean, come on. So yeah, that's why this episode is so important because we're just saying, look, there's some really simple things you can do. It doesn't need to be complicated. And anyone that's like, ah, heard that. I want to say, yeah, but have you done that? Have you actually actually implemented? (laughs) That's where the rubber meets the road. Okay. So you promised us a bonus. Oh, wait, did we get to your second thing? I have one more thing. And I would be like in, in this whole discussion of what we're talking about, I would be, be remiss. I want to sneak this word remiss into our interview oh, today. I don't know gotcha. why, but like. <laughs> you sound right, so I would sophisticated. Be I know. So <laughs> not. Um, I would be remiss in not mentioning the fact that Facebook likes it. And when I say Facebook, mean I just mean the algorithm. Likes it when you consistently run ads to either get people to watch your video or list build or what have you. In addition to when you're just running your launch ads, you will see lower costs for your ads during your launches when you are running ads more consistently throughout the year. Okay, this and, is big. And, this is and big. even during the even during the the in, in the uh, pre-launch here, like we're talking about, if you're running ads like 60 days out, 
you will see better results when you start to do your actual launch ads for the webinar. What most people do is what? They're like, no ads, then all of a sudden running a launch and then, add, okay, I'm going to do ads. And then when my launch is over, no more ads. Well, of course you can do that. You are going to see higher cost when you do that because you're not running ads consistently. Facebook's algorithm likes when you run ads consistently. It adds to your overall you know, sort of Facebook account, if you will, the the algorithm likes that. Uh, kind of, like, I'm trying to keep it simple here, and I don't mean you're not spending a hundred dollars a day or anything like that. If you're being consistent with what you're doing, again, whether it is doing Facebook Lives on your page, whether it's running ads for your lead magnet or what have you, that consistency of posting content, running some ads, that is going to help you when you actually do your ads for your launch. Okay, this is big, guys. And I think this is part of my secret to success that I didn't even know until Rick shared this with me a while back. I'm always running ads, whether it be lately, we've been trying some new podcast uh, ads that we're running, but I'm always running evergreen ads. So you guys know I have one program on evergreen, List Builder Society. I do a free webinar for my list building course. So every day we're running ads to that webinar. And so when we run launch ads, we tend, I mean, the, the, the amount, the money we spend to get a lead is insanely low. We blow our own minds with that, but I think it's because we've always been running ads. So when you get to a place, and I teach this in Digital Course Academy, when you get to a place that you turn one of your programs on evergreen, and even if you run just a few ads, like a low budget ad every single week, that's going to help you immensely when you live launch. Yep. So I love that yep. you shared that. I forgot all about that. Such a good strategy. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the bonus one. Yes. The bonus strategy. Give us a bonus. And Again, this is this is nothing earth shattering, but because we you talk about it a lot, and this is running a quiz. Okay, a and quiz with a, ads. This is like a really good combination. Talk more about that. Yeah, because as a pre-launch strategy, especially because you get to deliver value, you get to have some fun, right? And in, in, as you do your quiz, hopefully, you give somebody a quick win, but also you get to segment people. And so this is about attracting your ideal audience. And so if you set up a quiz that logically leads into your webinar and program, again, it's it's the same kind of thing that you're doing with a lead magnet, but it's in the form of a quiz. And so you can deliver, you know, again, deliver quick value, give them a quick win, have some fun with it. And you're also building an audience when you do that to retarget when you do your lunch. And so a quiz works extremely well and can be super, super low lead costs. Yes. That's so true. You did a really good podcast episode on your own podcast about quizzes. Didn't you interview Shanti? Yeah, it was Shanti. Yeah. yeah. So Shanti is one of my copywriters and she is a copywriter for Rick as well. I think Rick got to work with her first for the record. And I did, for um, the record. For the record. Not you, that we're competitive. That? Not that we're competitive <laughs> or anything. But Shanti works deep into my business now. She's my best friend. She comes over and eats at my house every night, just for the record. And <laughs> that's a long commute for Vancouver Island. <laughs> Dang it, I didn't know if you knew she lived very far. So, um, did you know she's having a kid? Did you know that I know everything about uh. her? 
But anyway, she one, she's created multiple quizzes for me, and I'm going to be introducing a quiz all about how to know which type of digital course is right for your business. She wrote that one, so she's a superstar, Rick, and I love her. But you did an episode, I've never done this, so I'm going to send them to your episode all about creating a quiz where she talked about the the mechanics of it, like what goes into creating a really successful quiz, right? Yeah, I just looked it up. It's episode 168. 168, okay. Yeah, how to use quizzes and Facebook ads to get, um, my my page is loading, to get quality leads. Is it uh, rickmulready.com forward slash 168? 168, yep. Okay, great. Okay, we'll link to it in the show notes, but guys, go check that out. It's really, really good. So if you're looking for a pre-launch strategy, number one, quiz, where it's at, more work. I I would call that an advanced strategy. You know, you want to do your quiz right. You don't want to just throw it together because I cannot have someone take a quiz from me and then they get the results and they're like, this is fluff. Like, you got to take this seriously. Have a well-written quiz, but also a really good ad strategy with it. That's an advanced strategy and I love it and I recommend it for all pre-launching. So, yeah. Yeah, really one, of, one of my one of my mastermind students, Trish Taylor, she did a quiz. It's called the Brand Style Quiz. And she did it as a pre-launch strategy. And she was getting like 60 to 70 cent leads on cold traffic. Oh my gosh, so yeah. good. And so again, good. you're adding, you're, it's fun. You're giving somebody a quick win. You're segmenting people so that you're attracting the only your, your ideal audience for the launch. And you're building that retargeting audience. And the cool thing here is, yes, this is a little bit more of an, of an advanced strategy, but it's an advanced strategy because of the fact that there's more that goes into putting it together. But it's yes. this from an ads perspective, it's the same exact thing as if like this is your lead magnet. It's just a different type of lead magnet. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because the ad strategy wouldn't be considered super advanced or anything like that. So that's a great point. But taking it back to this whole idea of pre-launching and why a quiz works so well is in the beginning, we talked about when somebody gets to the point that you want them to sign up for your webinar, you have to ask yourself, like, where do you want them to be? What do you want them to be thinking, feeling? How ready do you want them to be before they sign up for your webinar? Well, a quiz can answer some of those questions or um, really give them clarity around some of the confusion or turmoil they might be thinking. Like for me, a lot of my students want to create a course, but they're not sure what type of course to create or what topic would be best for them. So Mm -hmm. helping them solve that before they get on a webinar, when they get on a webinar with me, I'm not selling them on the idea of creating a course. I'm showing them how doable it is and the steps they need to take to get started. That's a whole elevated conversation versus should I create a course or not? And what kind of course should I create? So a quiz gives gets them to where you want them to get to because they get to self-assess and then they get some detail as to where they are right now and what they need to do to move forward. So anyway, and a quiz could be a really great um, step into a webinar. If you do a quiz first and then in their results, you invite them to a webinar if they're ready for that. If their quiz results say they're ready to take the next step, that's also really cool. So yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to say, and you can use the quiz if they are not, if you, if from the findings of the quiz, if you find they're not quite ready is like now they're on your email list is you can use your email follow-up series to them to get them ready, to get them ready for that launch. So true. So true. I love that strategy as well. 
Okay, this has been even better than I thought it would be. I knew it would be great. I feel like this was an outstanding episode because we got to talk about just the concept of pre-launching and what goes into it and why you'd want to do it. Because guys, Rick is more than just Facebook ads. Like he constantly, together we meet for coffee only one time as he brought his baby girl. If he, does, if he doesn't bring her next time, I'm not showing up ever again. The last time he showed up, the last time he showed up, I was like, what? Where, where is she? Like, what's going on? So- and when, when and when I did bring her, that was really early on. It was like one of the it was one of the literally the first times that she I had her out, and she was so good. And so now, <laughs> when yeah. we come back, be like, who is this child? True. I'm like, she might she might uh, want to crawl all over the coffee shop. So that she might goes, be she, a little. She's going to want to drink your coffee. Oh, probably so. So, <laughs> so basically, when I get with Rick, we talk about all this stuff. So I love that we got to talk about pre-launching and just the the why behind it and, and why it's so important. And you want to build that into your launch calendar. So as we get closer into 2020 and beyond, you're starting to look at what the next year might look like. I want you to not only put the launches on your calendar, like when the cart's going to be open and when you're going to do your webinar registration, but back it out even more and say, okay, so these are 60 days that I'm pre-launching. I'm creating my course and I'm pre-launching and getting ready for the launch all at the same time. It's a busy time, but that's where you're going to be doing your Facebook ads to build your list, your Facebook lives to meet those objections, all that good stuff. So Rick, okay. So a lot of my students really do want to get started with Facebook ads and Instagram ads, and they want to do it themselves. So once again, you have a free masterclass, um, Tell me one more time about it. And remember, it's amyporterfield.com forward slash foundations. Yeah, that in the training, it, you're going to learn it's how to create a winning Facebook and Instagram ads campaign without the overwhelm. And so it's like, all right, let's break this down into step by step. What are the three big mistakes that people are making with their ads so that they can get results so that you know the mistakes so that you can avoid them? And then I actually take people through my thought process and my formula, if you will, for how I set up campaigns to ensure that I'm setting myself up for success. So I teach that formula in the in the free training. Perfect. Guys, it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. amyporterfield.com forward slash foundations. Regis, thanks so much for being here. I loved good. having you on the show. Can't wait till you come back. I know we talked about we're going to do this even more often. So we're going to get you yep. back into the rotation. But thanks awesome. again. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you here same time, same place next week. Have a great week. Bye for now.